1: You are listening to Expert Opinion. In this format, we are asking just one question from many experts and compiling the answers together. Questions we have in this format are mainly about the current trends, future perspectives, and what these experts find most interesting and exciting in a specific subject matter. We would love to hear your feedback and suggestions So please feel free to suggest questions and also experts you would like to hear in this podcast series. We welcome any researcher to provide their opinion, non-dependent of academic title, age, gender, ethnicity, geographical location, or anything like that. You can either record your opinion on an existing theme or suggest a new theme to be included in the expert opinion series. So, if you are interested, please message us and we will provide you guidelines how you can record your answer. It's simple and can be done whenever you happen to have time. Also, I wanted to mention here that Physical Activity Researcher podcast is now available also on YouTube and Facebook. We are publishing episodes for Preview before they are published elsewhere, so be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast also on YouTube and Facebook. YouTube also provides automatic subtitles on every language providing possibility for more people to learn from great experts of this podcast so if you know any people who might find this feature useful we would appreciate you sharing this information with them
2: hi this is uh, professor david dunson from the baker heart and diabetes institute in melbourne australia in my opinion i've identified two aspects that I think are the most interesting things in sedentary behaviour research at the moment. One relates to the evolution of public health guidelines around the world, with the contemporary recommendations now emphasising an uh, integrated, more simplistic message of targeting both sitting less and moving more. The other interesting aspect relates to some fascinating experimental work that has put forward a new hypothesis that prolonged sitting may lead to a state of what is called exercise resistance. First, to the progression of the public health and clinical practice guidelines. As a researcher involved in sedentary behaviour research for more than 15 years now, it's been so reassuring to see leading health agencies, including the World Health Organization, acknowledging the extensive evidence base that has been generated on the health risks associated with sedentary behaviour through the the development of these new guidelines, which integrates sedentary behaviour advice alongside the long-standing advice on physical activity. Specifically, over the the past decade, we've seen the proliferation of highly informative evidence from prospective epidemiological studies documenting that long periods of time spent in sedentary behaviour leads to adverse health outcomes, particularly so for cardiovascular disease. And and huge kudos uh, to to Peter Kaczmarskic and colleagues who undertook the most comprehensive review to date of the sedentary behaviour evidence for the, the 2018 Physical Activity Advisory Committee for the second edition of the Physical Activity Guidelines for Americans. And, and this work has been pivotal for synthesising the evidence regarding the relationships between sedentary behaviour, largely based off self-reported measures and health outcomes. Notably, the, the group led by Peter, concluded that there is strong evidence that high, uh, that exposure to high volumes of sitting time significantly increases risk for all-cause and cardiovascular mortality and also the incidence of cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes. For all-cause mortality, this has been reaffirmed in a recent systematic review and harmonised meta-analysis of accelerometer assessed um, uh, sedentary time in a paper led by Ulf Eklund showing that higher, amount, higher amounts of sedentary time are associated with increased risk, while intuitively higher levels of total physical activity, regardless of intensity level, are associated with lower risk. And Importantly, the uh, group led by Peter Kaczmarsik, um also shed light on the interaction between sedentary behaviour and physical activity on health outcomes, and, and the key conclusions being one evidence for association for the association between sedentary behaviour and all cause mortality can be more pronounced in those who are also physically inactive or not meeting current recommendations. Um, two, those who spend large amounts of time sedentary require higher amounts of physical activity to achieve similar levels of mortality risk reduction as those who are less sedentary. And three, the greatest mortality risk is evident in those who sit the most and also do the least amount of moderate to vigorous physical activity. And conversely, the lowest risk is associated uh, or achieved by those who sit the least and and do the the most uh, um, amount of moderate to vigorous physical activity. And in recognition of this interplay between uh, sedentary behaviour and physical activity, One of the key guidelines of the 2018 USPA guidelines is for adults to move more and sit less throughout the day. And this emphasizes that some physical activity is better than none and that uh, adults who sit less and do any amount of modest vigorous physical activity may gain um, some health benefits. And this has been reaffirmed and indeed um, uh, extended by the findings of the systematic review that I mentioned before using accelerometer assessed sedentary time by Ulf Heklund and colleagues. And this work, uh, which was published in uh, BMJ last year, shows that uh, higher amounts of sedentary time associated with increased risk while intuitively higher levels of total physical activity regardless of intensity level associated with lower risk. But in in the accompanying um, blog, uh, Ulf Heklund and co-author Tom Yates, um, highlighted that since sedentary behaviours and physical activity seem to be interrelated, a simple public health message would be to sit less, move more and more often. Um, taking this further, off and his colleagues, including uh, Aymin Lee, have further reiterated this point in, a, in an editorial in the British Journal of Sports Medicine this, published this year. And in their to- take-home messages for researchers, clinicians and public health workers, well, the, the first relevant message was reduce sedentary time and subsequently increase total physical activity in small doses, um, and that this is likely to be achievable for the majority of, the, of people. It may also be more appropriate for those currently physically inactive than aiming immediately for the current guidelines of 150 minutes per week of moderate to vigorous physical activity and in keeping with this interest in the interplay between sedentary behaviour and physical activity, I'd now like to shift to my second aspect of uh, the sedentary behaviour research that has particularly interested me. It relates to the intriguing um, experimental research that's been undertaken by Dr Ed Coyle and colleagues from the University of Texas at Austin. In this work, uh, the the group has put forward this hypothesis that prolonged sitting may further increase cardiometabolic risk due to the development of what has been described as sitting-induced exercise resistance. That is, when a a person becomes uh, becomes resistant to the typical responses observed following an uh, an acute bout of exercise. Um, Within this Uh, They talk about the the well-known acute effects of uh, uh, exercise, typically lowering plasma glucose, insulin, and triglyceride levels, which which can often persist for 24 to 48 hours post-exercise. However, um, uh, this experimental research has demonstrated that four consecutive days of prolonged sitting of around about 13 and a half hours prevents these normally these normal um, beneficial uh postprandial responses seen with an acute bout of exercise. That is, uh, in this experimental model, the researchers tested two experimental conditions. Um, One where um, the participants were requested to sit for prolonged periods for four consecutive days, and another where, uh, which also used the four consecutive days of sitting, but a one-hour exercise uh, bout was undertaken in the evening of the fourth day. When they tested participants on the following day, they did not observe any differences in postprandial glucose, insulin or triglycerides between the two conditions. This led the authors to speculate that something inherent to inactivity and or prolonged sitting makes the body resistant to the the one hour of exercise and preventing the typical metabolic improvements seen uh, following exercise. Very intriguing work. And furthermore, um, recent work by Dr. Michael Wheeler from our group has demonstrated that, despite the the known blood pressure-lowering effects of acute exercise, when this activity is followed by a, a prolonged period of sitting, any of these benefits are actually attenuated. Um, Alternatively, when uh, uh, the blood pressure, or what we have observed, is that the blood pressure-lowering response is increased if um, sitting post-exercise is instead um, interrupted with brief bouts of physical activity. So taken together, um, when we look at these findings, they're really intriguing and, and naturally further research needs to be undertaken to tease this out further in different population groups and over long periods of time, etc. Never, nevertheless, um, these new insights further underscore the importance of addressing the interplay between physical activity and prolonged sitting, rather than considering these two elements in isolation. Finally, um, I will just conclude by saying that it's, it's just so impressive how much the field of sedentary behaviour research has, has progressed over the past decade. And I'm particularly excited by the directions this is heading within public health guidelines and also experimental research, which will, um, in the long term, continually make new contributions and really start to expand the evidence base.
0: Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Fibion, a research device that has been shown to be valid in tracking sitting, standing, physical activity and energy expenditure. Get scientific validation and learn more about Fibion at fibion.com/research. Fibion from researchers to researchers.
3: Hi, this is Amanda Rebar. I'm the director of the Motivation of Health Behaviors Lab at Central Queensland University in Rockhampton, Australia. In my opinion, the most interesting thing in sedentary behavior research at the moment is the fact that motivation and the outcomes of sedentary behavior are really different depending on what the person is doing when they're sitting. I think for a while we got kind of stuck in Thinking about sedentary behavior as a behavior and just looking at that regardless of the person's mental state or motivation or affect at the time. And there's been some really exciting work um, done by Megan Tashanay about the mental health outcomes of sedentary behavior and stress and how it's really hard to say what the impacts of sedentary behavior are for mental health unless you're considering what they're doing while they're sitting. You know, it depends on if they're enjoying the activities they're doing or um, if they're watching a screen or if they're doing work. There's so many different things you can be doing while sitting. And I think Megan's uh, research on the outcomes point to the fact that we can't simply describe behavior as the posture. That's just not how daily life is. And along those lines, Ben Gardner's work on talking about how people don't, See sedentary behavior as a behavior in real life. Um, he presented that at a, a few conferences some years ago, and it really stuck with me. And he has a paper out, the International Journal of Physical Activity and Behavioral Jbin Pot, <laughs> behavioral nutrition of physical activity gone, um, is sitting invisible. And it's it tells a really elegant but simple story in that it's several studies describing that people don't think of sitting like we do as researchers and when someone sees a picture of someone with a book sitting by a fountain they don't describe that person as being sedentary or sitting and that you know along those same lines someone doesn't think of their own uh, their own behaviors as oh i'm going to go sit for 8 hours or oh i'm going to take a break from sitting to get up and change my posture We only do that when we get stuck in our little researcher perspective where we want to isolate behavior into one characteristic of it, posture. In reality, people are not in that perspective in their daily lives. And I think that's both of those lines of research are really important and remind us that when we go to intervene with people, where we try to understand the outcomes of sedentary behavior, we need to remember that when someone is in a certain posture whether that be standing lying sitting or being active to the person doing it it's not about the posture and i think the where the person is mentally and how they represent what we think of as sitting is really important for considering motivation and the outcomes of sitting so i'm really excited to see where the research goes in terms of Okay, now that we remind ourselves that most people don't break down their days in ratios of sitting, standing, laying, and being active, we need to input that back into the science. Um, we need to consider what people are doing and how they're feeling and whether they're enjoying something or not when we consider the motivation for sedentary behavior. And along those lines, we also need to consider that. When we're intervening with behavior in understanding the outcomes, um, Megan and Ben's work, along with several others, remind us that we always want to isolate variables because it makes the science easier and, and more straightforward. But sometimes, when we're dealing with humans, it's just not that simple. So I'm really excited to see how people who study sedentary behavior go about contextualizing it again and putting it back into the perspective of people's daily lives and talking about, you know, instead of intervening with sedentary behavior, intervening with the behaviors that involve sitting that are detrimental for physical and mental health and really figuring out how to, A, motivate people to change those things and B, how to isolate the outcomes depending on what people are doing while they're sitting and how they're feeling it's really important that we understand behavior amongst a person's life instead of trying to isolate the behavior regardless of what people are doing and how they're feeling during, during engagement in that behavior. So to me, that's the exciting thing that's happening in sedentary behavior research, and I can't wait to see what experts out there come up with to solve that, what I consider a, a relatively major problem in the field, just in summary to try to... <laughs> make it more clear what I'm trying to say is I think it's important to remember that sedentary behavior is not a thing to most people in their daily lives. They're not thinking intentionally about sedentary behavior. And I think it's important and exciting to see the research that goes beyond considering sedentary behavior as as one thing, but rather trying to contextualize it within people's lives when we look at people's motivation for being sedentary and the outcomes of it.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Fibian. Fibian is an accurate sitting and physical activity tracking device and analysis platform. It is a great tool for projects that aim for behavior change in sedentary behavior and incidental physical activity. Fibian provides easy-to-understand PDF and web browser reports for participants. Other features include comparisons to recommendations, linking results to health risks, achievement cards, and interactive goal-setting tool. In addition, Fibion provides an API that allows for easy integration to other systems and applications. Learn more about Fibion at fibion.com research. Fibion. From researchers to researchers. Hi, this is Harpo Pesola from
4: Active Life Lab, Southeastern Finland, University of Applied Sciences, and Fibion, Inc. Uh, in my opinion, the most interesting things in sedentary behavior research at the moment are many. Uh, for example, there are many interesting things happening in how we can measure and recognize different aspects of our daily behavior during day, day and night time. And there are also pretty large and high-quality interventions out there showing health benefits of reducing sitting time or sedentary time more generally. And this is very important in in understanding kind of the real-life potential of reducing sitting. And I'm sure we'll we'll see more of such interventions in the future as well. Uh, While there's much to learn from the Kind of underlying mechanisms why sitting is unhealthy. Uh, I think still the most interesting things and also the most meaningful things for the public are happening in the behavioral side. So I'd like to see new things and ideas how to reduce sitting or or perhaps if one could kind of sit for the same time if she or he took quick exercise bursts at vigorous intensity or or modified one's diet and so on. So. Understanding these interactions between different behaviors for health outcomes is, is very important. Uh, we will see also progr- progress on kind of broader level. For example, how we could modify our living environments at home and schools and workplaces, but also on city infrastructure and policy levels, such that movement would be easier for us. Uh, this could mean, for example, designing public transit or active transport infrastructures. Uh, And policies, for example. And I think one very important thing to consider as well is that uh, this change for an individual can be conscious or unconscious. And actually, usually, we don't even think about kind of the act of sitting down. So, how we could make activity just happen uh, without thinking about it. So, there's a large potential to design our life uh, so that people would kind of end up being more active. Uh, with their lives running forward smoothly and without needing to kind of consciously fight fight against our laziness. And this can be very difficult, but, but there's a huge potential. So that will be very interesting for sure.
1: Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, So be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.